You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Green Room Live Post Game. My name is Bill Matz. I am once again your director of fun and games for the evening. Back to back wins on this Canadian road trip. Uh, man, I bet the over tonight, and I'm not even disappointed. I'm impressed. I can't believe the Flyers played a game with a total of three. Uh, obviously, you know, goals are fun. We want to see them score goals, but to, you know, to do what they did in Edmonton last night, which had to be just incredibly physically taxing, uh, chasing them around the ice for the better part of the game, for most of the game, uh, chasing around Connor McDavid, holding them to three goals, getting that big win, then turning right around, traveling to Vancouver, holding them to one with Martin Jones and net. Got to give it up to Martin Jones. Everyone who listens to the pod knows I criticized the move when they signed him. Uh, talked about it more right before the season, how I just didn't think he was the guy uh, when they uh, decided to start him on the homestand to start the season rather than, you know, just throw him in once the home fans didn't have to deal with him. I freaked out about that. But Martin Jones has been awesome. The Flyers, uh, just incredible effort tonight. If you saw the hit count, uh, it was very clear Vancouver, with some rest, wanted to beat up the Flyers, wanted to wear down the Flyers. Flyers came out, did what they had to do early in the game, you know, second night of back-to-backs. You want to get the early lead because you know they're going to have 
the uh, the conditioning advantage at the end of the game, which is the way it's going to go. They didn't play last night. Flyers did. They're going to be <laughs> they're they're more well rested. They're going to have more energy at the end. But Flyers fought through it. Uh, I thought uh, I was just impressed with the way they play. It's awesome with the way they played. Um, it's awesome to know that they can win different kinds of games. They hadn't played in a game yet with a total uh, under six. You know, tonight it's three. That's I, I just think that's huge to be able to win multiple ways. Uh, would like to see the offense get going a little better. Uh, you know, you get some goals early. You get a few more that second period, man. If, if Vancouver, credit to them. Like whenever we talk about, oh, the Flyers just dominated in the first period. And then they fell asleep in the second. Like, we never credit the other team. Like, it's always, well, the Flyers dominated. Why didn't they dominate the whole game? Like, well, did Vancouver just sleep in the first? And maybe they woke up in the second? Like, it's always just about the Flyers. So you got to give Vancouver credit uh, for for getting it together and starting to assert assert themselves in the second period. But Flyers hung with them. Uh, They killed some penalties again. Power play did what it, it had to do. We'd like to see a little bit more consistency from the power play, but God damn, how sick was that uh, that JVR goal? Oh, my God. The pass off the backboards from G straight across to Couturier. I like the uh, the adjustment they've made. You know, for so long, the power play was G and Jake living on the cross-ice passes, and Couturier – isn't that sort of counterpart. He's a very solid player. We all love Coots, but he doesn't bring the same skill set to the table or to the power play that Jake does. And now they're living a little more, little bit more down low and they're living off these backboards passes rather than the, uh, the cross ice passes. And it's just a little wrinkle I've noticed with the, uh, the new Giroux power play. I think it's something to keep an eye on that they've been utilizing, but that's it. I've got thoughts, but I always, of course, want to hear from everybody uh, listening. So let's get to the speaker requests. Let's lead it off with Dan Allen. Dan, you are live on the post game. game. Hey, Bill, I guess we uh, don't need to panic every time Carter Hart needs a night off now, huh? I guess, I guess not. not. I, guess I don't I... need to lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I was not inspired by the, the Jones signing. Um, I, I know I, I realize I seem to be alone in this. I actually didn't think he was all that bad in the preseason. I thought he was average, just slightly below average. But, you know, this is a great performance by him, and he's been pretty good in his first two games uh, already. So, you know, if we need him to play, uh, you know, 30-ish games a season, you know, it's looking like it's not going to be, uh, you know, as much of a disaster as we could have uh, feared. Yeah, I thought they were going to be in the market for a goalie at some point. Like in the, uh, I, I just did not think this was going to work out. This is a guy who posted an 896 save percentage three consecutive years. His goal save above average has been like lower than my bank account in my early 20s. Uh, it, it, it was just like, I, I hated the signing and he's been, he's been damn impressive. He was awesome tonight. Yeah, I forget where I heard this, but I saw uh, somebody said that he, uh, over his time as a starter in San Jose, no goalie played more games than him during that time period. So, you know, it could be just a, you know, old, you know, change of scenery kind of thing, change the defense in front of him, get a little more rest. Uh, his old goalie coach, you know, that's kind of what Fletcher was obviously banking on, you know, and it could be, uh, could be paying off. Um, one thing, uh, uh, you know, I could, I think, I guess this game is kind of like one of those classic uh, back-to-backs, you know, they came out, 
a lot of energy in the first period, obviously dominated the first, and then maybe the, the Canucks had a little uh, fresher legs for the rest of the game and, uh, you know, kind of uh, started uh, tilting the ice a little toward the, toward the uh, Flyers end. But, uh, you know, uh, to be able to overcome that and uh, stick with it and, uh, you know, it was a really impressive performance. I, I would have liked to see maybe one more power, one more uh, power play get taken advantage of. You know, it could have made the game a little bit less of a nail biter, but, uh, you know, I'm uh, satisfied with, with the performance and I'm really liking how the team's looking, you know, in the, the early going. Yeah, me too. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Dan. Uh, it's, it's been good to see, you know, they start out well, but like two, one and one on the homestand, it's like, okay, you know, they came back in the opener to get the point. They win two, they lose to Florida. Florida's awesome. It's a winnable game, but they just made too many mistakes uh, it weren't opportunistic enough, took too many penalties, all that stuff. And then it's like, all right, two, one, and one. It's real life 500. It's hockey. Hey, you're kind of kicking ass. Uh, let's see how they do on the road trip. And shit, man, back-to-back wins for one and one looks real good. Like you just look at it and go, that's a, that's a nice record. It gives you confidence going forward. Now, just keep it up. Go beat Calgary. Uh, and maybe take John Goudreau with you when you leave. But, yeah, we'll see. Sat- oh, I wanted to talk about Saturday's game, everyone listening right now. Uh, if you listen to the pod this week, I already said there will be no post game on Saturday. Uh, it's the night before Halloween. It's a 10 o'clock puck drop. You guys do the math. Bill won't be hosting post game that night. Perhaps somebody else will. Uh, but I, I wouldn't count on it. Uh, all right, let's get to Nikki Hall. Nikki, you are live on the post game. Hey, doing tonight, Bill? How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. I don't work tomorrow, so hey, that's a plus. Actually, I'm working all this weekend. I made sure to request off. It's uh, unrelated, not to flyers or nothing. But anyway, yeah. Um, tonight, I mean, not the most exciting of wins. I'm not gonna lie, but hey, a win's a win, and uh, power play definitely looked probably the liveliest I've seen it in the, what, six games we played so far? Yeah, yeah. I would like to see a little bit more consistency. Uh, Like, when they win that opening, when they win that first draw, it's just like, okay, they're set up Mm -hmm. and they're going to create a chance right off of it. And when they have to get the puck in, it's it's always more of a challenge. I will say, with with them not using the slingshot pass this year, the zone entries have been so much cleaner and so much easier. Like, I wonder if they're all looking at each other like, shit, did we not have to be doing that this whole time? Like, would this have been this easy the whole time? I I mean, and uh, shout out to Sean. Hey, man. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm – honestly, in a sense, I want to say that, like, the power plays, like – it's kind of like it's one of those things where it's like a year to year basis. It's like our penalty kill could be phenomenal, but yet our power play will suck balls. But then it'll the next year the opposite could be true. Our power play could be doing amazing, and then our PK is horrendous. And it's just like why can we not find this consistency? PK looked good tonight. I'm not gonna lie. There, the amount of heart attacks it gave me. Yeah, no, I uh, I liked what I saw out of the penalty kill. I liked what I saw out of it last night. I mean. Edmonton has the deadly – I mean, Edmonton came into the game last night at, like, close to 50% on the power play. Holding them uh, holding them down mm. is – it's not easy. It's incredibly difficult, and they, they did a hell of a job. And no, tonight not. they kept it up again. It really kept them in the game, and 
Starts with Martin Jones. I can't say enough good about Martin Jones. I mean, to be honest, just and Vancouver's really no. A lot of their players are not going to sneeze at neither because like a lot of their top guys were really testing Jones. But you know, he came up big when he needed to, and like, yeah, I know that it's been mentioned probably countless times at this point. <laughs> It's like, yeah, well, I don't know about Jones being our backup. I know the Hart's going to be the goalie of the future. Yes, he is the goalie of the future, but he's going to need a backup. I mean, is Jones necessarily the answer? He is for this season. Will he be for next season? Maybe, maybe not. Will he be the, will he be the answer for postseason if we so qualify for postseason? Maybe, maybe not. Time's going to tell. Like I said, it's all going to depend on how they answer with from their wins and from their losses. So... Yeah, absolutely, Nikki. Uh, thanks a lot. That's uh, it, it, the goaltending situation. It's going to have its ups and downs throughout the year. We know this, but uh, I, I do like the idea. I have been thinking a lot about um, you know the initial reaction to what uh, we all thought about Martin Jones and what the uh, the first caller said. Like he did play a ton. Like he was he was struggling in San Jose for a few years but they still trotted him out every single night. And we remember what happened with the goalies here last year. Like when you can't catch your breath, when you just can't find your legs, when it's just not going your way, sometimes you just need a minute. And if you just need a few games and if you can't get it, like it's just going to snowball. And it kind of seems like that's what happened to Martin Jones a little bit in San Jose. Like, Oh yeah, you gave up five. Well, guess what? You're out there on Thursday. Like it, it just seemed to go that way. So maybe in a new role, in a new scene, uh, he'll have a little more luck. And damn, if he hasn't been pretty freaking good so far. Uh, Pat Higgins. Pat, you were live on the post game. Hey, Bill. How you doing? How are you tonight? Not too bad. Uh, you know, I thought an underrated part of the season so far, and I just wanted to kind of uh, point this out, is uh, Provorov is like sneakily having a very good season. Like it's not showing up on the the score sheet. He's got one assist, but he's he's been a uh, plus six since through uh, every game so far. And like, you know, we we there's that narrative whether you know we like it or not that he needs like a strong partner to play with, and that's Ellis. So when you know they're playing well when Ellis is in the lineup, we go there it is. Like he, you know, Provorov's got his partner. He's playing good, but without Ellis, he's really held it down. And I think that 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 you know that's a that's really huge if he can just be steady. You know. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, the narrative of Provorov for a little bit has been like, all right, maybe he's not that guy we thought he was. Uh, but I will say tonight when he when he's in the box at the end, I was like, oh shit! Like for the first time, I was yes. like, oh, they're actually gonna miss him. Like I would really like to have him on the ice right now. And I can't say I've thought exactly. that for like the the you know the past twelve months or whatever. Uh, but I absolutely thought it tonight, and I was. You know, obviously happy to see them kill the penalty and get out of the end of the game without him. But yeah, I think he like yep. uh, under the radar has been excellent defensively. Exactly, and like I think with that penalty at the end and just some of the the way they got sort of out hustled, sort of going through the second and third, like they kind of looked like a team on the, the back end of a back to back, you know, but. That's when you want, just to highlight Martin Jones again, like that's when you want your goalie to step up big, especially like a rested goalie. And he really, you could tell he was working at the end to keep them in that game. Yeah, in the third period of a back-to-back, you're going to need your goalie. Like yeah. He's going to need to be the guy. That's just what's going to happen. And he absolutely was tonight. The save on Besser all alone down low. Like he was, uh, Jones was incredible tonight. I got to give it to him. Exactly. And like, 
I don't know. You just, I want to be, I, you know, I was a huge skeptic when they signed him. I'll be super happy if I was wrong. You know, if they prove me wrong with Martin Jones, I will eat, you know, I'll eat that. That's fine with me. <laughs> oh yeah. And thanks a lot, Pat. Like I say all the time, I don't need to be right. I have no problem being wrong, especially if it's about something like I think is going to work out negatively for the flyers. I would love to be wrong about every negative notion I have about this team. It would be awesome if I was 0 for 100 on all the things that I think pessimistically about uh, when it comes to the Flyers and all Philly sports and really my life in general. I don't need to be right. It's fine when I'm wrong. It's great. Uh, But so far, Martin Jones proven me wrong and feel pretty good about it. Feel pretty good about it. All right. uh, Barry Schaefer, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Sorry, it's at the Uh, bottom. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no worries. There you are. No, I... I hate to do this, but I was going to make the same points about Provorov just now. So, <laughs> No, yeah, he's been, he's been good. And I think it's, a, it's, a, it's huge that he's doing it without Ryan Ellis right now. Like, I obviously would much prefer Ryan Ellis in the lineup. Uh, he's a damn good player. But it, it bodes well that Provorov can play well when it's not, like, an excellent partner next to him. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thanks for doing these. All right, yeah, no problem. Thanks a lot, Barry. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Sean Venata. Venata. Sean, you are live on the post game. What's up, guys? Good to talk to you. Thanks, Bill. Um, something I was thinking about tonight, um, and I remember Chuck Fletcher in the offseason said this is something they wanted to address, is I don't think they've had a bad start this season yet, and it just seems like they're coming out in the first period ready, which has not been the case for, I don't know, like 10 fucking years. So it's really nice to see. Yeah, they scored, what was it, 27 seconds into the game? They took 23 seconds into the game, whatever it was. They scored right away. They're getting the first goal. I think they've had the first goal in all but one game so far. Uh, they've had strong starts, and you're right. Like For, year, for as long as I've been doing these post games, and even before that, we're in here like, why do they start so slowly? Why does it take them 12 minutes into the game to realize there's a fucking game going on? And that hasn't been the case at all this year. Yeah, it's been great. That's like, you know, there's been a few things where so far this season where it seems like they used to be cursed and maybe they're not as much. So, yeah, let's see if they keep it up. I uh, would absolutely love to see that. I appreciate it, Sean. Uh, yeah, the fast starts have been huge, especially for a team um, – you're missing key guys. It's Hayes. It's been Ellis the last few nights. You know, Wade Allison wasn't here to start. They're messing around with the fourth line, trying to get the right chemistry. You know, Derek Broussard's up in the lineup. Uh, you're trying to figure some things out, and it's awesome to, like, have the cushion of a lead. Like I, I know they don't always maintain the lead, but uh, just having that cushion of, all right, from here we can – let's figure out where we're going. It's not like, okay, we gave up a goal and now we have to fight back. We have to go with our hero lineup halfway through the second period because like we're down to nothing. Uh, you're up right away. It gives you just a little more leeway and that's huge. All right. Uh, Jay Murph, Jay Murph, you are live on the post game. Uh, hey Bill. It's uh, your buddy from Australia again. How you doing? Oh, excellent. Great to hear from you, Jay. Yeah, man. Um, it's been a few games since we last talked. I just wanted to see how we'd, uh, how we'd be playing. And, um, I have to say, man, it's, it's really good to see this team actually have a personality. 
I think we've been trying to achieve that, but we just haven't had the players to back it up. But it seems now like guys can make creative plays and, and, and be a bit more um, individual than they were in the past. Yeah, I, that's something I noticed. I've been I've been seeing the last couple games and tonight, just thinking about the uh, like the creativity of this team. Suddenly, they just seem that it's not like they made a major roster overhaul. They they brought some guys in, they sent some guys out, but it's a lot of the same players. But I don't know. It just seems like they're more capable of high end, like high difficulty plays, and it's been really fun to watch. Yeah, it's good. They're not getting um, chased in the back end so much in that. And um, even even with the second period, I mean, Vancouver's a very um, high forechecking team uh, sort of finding their identity. So they're always going to be pushing offense. So that's the kind of game, the low-scoring kind of game we needed to win. And um, we did, and Jones did very well as well. He did, yeah, and it's... It's great to see that they can win this type of game, too. Like, the first game was at 5-4 in the shootout they lost to the Vancouver. And I was just – I was kind of expecting something very similar tonight with ton of goals, back-and-forth offense. And, yeah, there were a lot of shots, but it wasn't like there was a million high-danger high chances either way. The goalies did their job, and uh, Flyers come out on top. So I'm just pleased with what I saw tonight. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just my couple of last takes. I was going to say one thing negative, but I guess that sort of got corrected uh, in the game. It's good to see uh, Rima actually fucking putting it on net. Yeah, he finally got one tonight. He has been overpassing, like, as the guy they brought in to be like, okay, finally we have someone who's just going to put the puck on net. He's been, like, distributing a little too much this year, but he gets the one. Uh, He had another chance, like, right after that. Uh, he was in the slot and passed it down low rather than uh, rather than taking the shot. But he's getting to the net and he's doing his thing. He puts one in tonight, and I think uh, I think there's obviously way more to come for JVR because uh, he's a goal scorer. That's what he's here to do: quit passing it and put it in the net. Yeah, that's it. And he's always there for those um, nice deflections as well. But it's good to see a bit more out of him rather than being so one dimensional. Oh, absolutely. I think he added an element to his game last year. We just saw more out of him defensively, more in the neutral zone, and he's carrying that over. He's playing maybe the most complete game he's ever played in his career. Uh, It's just, you know, I want to see the guy score goals personally. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because, I mean, Couturier is really the guy that sets everything up now. Um, G can let it fly for once, and it'd be good to see some of these guys just get some more shots on that. I think they can. It would be. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Jay. Uh, I think they have, like, the right mix now of guys looking to pass and guys who are just willing to uh, just fire away. Um, And obviously they bring in Cam Atkinson and they tell him, hey, man, just shoot it. Just put the goddamn thing on net. Uh, It looks like TK has his shooter's mentality back. Uh, He scored some goals to start the year, but and he's playing well. And it just seems like his numbers could be double what they are. He's uh, in in line for chances a couple times every period, it feels like. Uh, Hasn't buried all of them, but you know more is coming for TK. I just want to see these guys playing well and consistently. Uh, The goals aren't always going to go in. They're just not. But right now it looks like they have enough guys going that they can keep up the strong offense. Like we said, the Broussard stuff probably isn't going to last. Well, where have Broussard and Farabee been the last couple games? They made some plays here and there, but – uh, you know, they don't look like they looked the, the first, 
you know, on the homestand first three, four games of the season. And now all of a sudden, you know, Drew Couturier leads the team in points all of a sudden. And in the, to start, we were like, hey, where's Couturier been? You know, doesn't uh, doesn't seem like Couturier is really himself. Now he's got, uh, what, 10, 9, 10 points uh, leading the team through six games. So uh, he's got it turned around. I just think this depth thing that we were talking about is uh, it's starting to show itself. And that's pretty cool. Uh, Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you are live on the post game. Um, what's up, Bill? How are you tonight? Um, not bad. Uh, to start things off, me personally, I- I'm not a huge uh, analytics guy. I-, I to me, I think they're overrated, especially with the Yankees this year. They were fucking ass. Um, but th- the Flyers are allowing 37 shots a game. I, I have a feeling that's going to catch up with them sooner or later. And part of that is because they sh- they spend so much time on the pow- uh, penalty kill. And then the other thing is they just struggle to get the puck out of the zone sometimes. So, I mean, we'll see where that takes them the rest of the year, but uh, I hope they, they clean that up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think there are a couple things, and you, you alluded to two of them. One, they're just taking too many penalties. And again, tonight, like some of them could have been called, more could have been called. You know, it, it, the refereeing's bad. You, you complain about the officiating, all you're going to do is complain. Thought it was pretty evenly called tonight. But yeah, they spend too much time in the box. That's absolutely true. And they do, at times, really struggle to break out of their zone. I will say one of the things that's positive about how many shots they're giving up is it's because they're playing with a lead a lot. Uh, and that's huge. When you have a lead, the other team is going to push and they're going to get a majority of the shots. Uh, so I, I do think that's contributing as well. Obviously, you'd like to spend more time on offense than defense. That's just, you know, that's what you want to do. But I, I think playing with the lead contributes to that a little bit more as well. Yeah, I mean, that, that is a, true that they've been playing from the, the lead. Um, another thing is, is yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a lot more people have the shooter mentality. A lot of them do this year, uh, Drew. Um, but I, I think sometimes our D-men take shots that end up 20 feet wide. I, I don't know how. It's been an issue for a while. Arista uh, Linens shot a couple uh, today and, and yesterday that they just missed so wide, and I don't know how it's fucking possible. Yeah, I was seeing, especially on the power play tonight, they have to um... – when the puck's back at the point and at five on five, like they have to figure out a way to clear out the middle a little bit and create some space so that you're not shooting through bodies and you're not forced to either your shot be blocked or it goes 20 feet wide. Like I, they need to figure out a way to clear out a little more space. You, you want traffic. You want someone there to get a rebound or deflection and take the goalie's eyes away. But it just seems like the middle is so clogged that our point shots have no chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for example, I think Sealer took a shot yesterday, and that thing was like to the fucking corner boards. I was like, how the fuck do you even do that? Sealer had one in the slot tonight that he, like, lined up and was staring at and, like, I think put it in the net. Like, it, it, it was so <laughs> far off. I was just sitting here laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, and, and one more thing. I brought it up earlier when we beat uh, Boston is – you know, Carter Hart probably will play against Boston this year and, and a lot of other teams that destroyed him last year. But I said before, if he, if Jones can come in and play some of those games that maybe they know Hart's weakness and he can play like this, not day in and day out, but every now and then, we I think we're going to be in a pretty good position. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thanks a lot, Hunter. Like, they talked 
pregame, this was the first of 15 back-to-backs this year. But yeah, you're going to need your backup a lot. Like, that's right there. That's 15 starts. Right off the bat, that's like half the number of starts I need him to get. And then you talk about Boston, who just beat the shit out of Carter Hart last year. Like, yeah, you're going to want maybe Martin Jones to start those games. Now, eventually in his career, Carter Hart's going to have to play against these teams that that lit him up at some point. But if you can avoid it, if you have another option, I mean, shit, why, why wouldn't you go with it? Uh, Julian Kirby, Julian, you're live on the post game. Yep. Sorry. My app quit out for a sec. Sorry about that. No worries. How are you tonight? Good. How are you, Bill? Very well. Um, I have a few points. Um, I think it was pretty funny that, uh, both teams scored in their first shot tonight. I expected it to be a decently high scoring game and, uh, that did not turn out to be the case. Yeah. In my, uh, my other job, I produce a sports gambling show and I have to give, you know, a couple of picks every night for the NHL. They know I'm a hockey guy, and I give out the Flyers over basically blindly every night. But tonight I was like, oh, six and a half at even money. I got it at six right before the game. Like, these teams hit nine this year, a couple of, like, last week. Why wouldn't this uh, 23 seconds of the game, there's a goal? Oh, sure, yeah, high-scoring game. No, it's halfway through the first period, the total is the same as the game ended. Yeah, uh, I thought that was funny. Um, the fourth line was kind of funny to watch. Um, I mean, between Nate Thompson and uh, Zach McEwen, I mean, they looked so slow, so slow. Um, but honestly, decently effective. Um, I also thought um, Brown was pretty impressive tonight in his debut, to be honest. Yeah, Brown, maybe on one of his first shifts, he had like a real bad giveaway, and I was like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? But again, like it's this line. Now they have a new, you know, Patrick Brown coming in for the first time this year uh, instead of Nicholas Albe Bell. So it's stylistic change up, chemistry. You got to figure that out. So I, I think the fourth line is going to kind of be. Uh, I hope it's a competition. I hope all those guys are, uh, especially you know, when when Hayes comes back, maybe that bumps Lawton down or. Uh, Wade Allison comes back. There's there's some more movement there. So uh, I, I would love to see this thing just be a competition all year. Yeah, I, I just thought he looked just very defensively aware. Um, yeah. Had some decent enough pace to his game. Um, I was I expected much more from McEwen than I did from Brown. Um, and I thought actually Brown impressed. The bar isn't that high, obviously, but I thought he impressed a bunch tonight. And um, I guess last thing, I thought actually Richard Linen had a decently solid game tonight. Uh, I thought so too. Uh, it's one of those Richard Linen a lot of the time is going to be uh, like an offensive lineman. If you don't hear his name, awesome. Like if I don't notice Rasmus Richard Linen a ton, that's, uh, that's great. Obviously you want the physical edge, you want all that stuff. Uh, but for a defenseman who isn't great at any one particular part of the game, if he just, limits his mistakes, that's all you can ask for right now. Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. Um, I think this was probably, in my opinion, his best game so far. And yeah. to-, to your point, it was because he wasn't that noticeable. He wasn't trying to do too much. He wasn't I – mean, I know he got the one penalty, but uh, I don't know. I-, I thought this was actually a good game for Rasmus. I agree, and uh, thanks a lot, Julian. Yeah, uh, Ristolainen – 
it, it, it's a building process. Like, again, we, we talked about it tonight. We talked about it after every game so far. Um, coming from Buffalo, going to play a few fewer minutes, hopefully, than he did there. Uh, they're going to try to refine parts of his game, use his strengths, hide his weaknesses, all that stuff. And, you know, he missed a little preseason, missed the first couple games of the regular season. So he's a little bit behind in that regard as well. It's it, Ristolani, he's, it feels like he's been in the league forever. So I, it's not like he's a project or anything. He's not a young kid. But in some sense, he kind of is just in terms of building him to what you want him to be for this organization. And like, I, I'm not going to treat him like a rookie all year. Like, you know, the guy's almost 27 years old. I think uh, he is what he is, but just in defining his role and him figuring out what he is on a good hockey team. Uh, I, I think it's going to take some time to get there. And every time we've watched him, I think we've said, no, this was his best game so far. Like, you know, so he's trending in the right direction, and I think that's huge. All right, uh, let's go to Nick Kane. Nick, you are on the post game. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey, Bill. How you doing? How are you tonight? Uh, doing great, especially after that win. Thanks for hanging in for Flyers After Dark. Oh, absolutely. These uh, these are my games, man. This is this is Bill's time to shine. I love the I love the late night games. I respect. I need to be up in four and a half hours, and I'm not loving it at all. But I'll take <laughs> yeah, the win. Yeah. Worth watching. Uh, I don't want to go over things that have already been said. Uh, Jones, great game, obviously. Uh, it was nice. Coot scoring one that wasn't an empty netter and getting JVR on the board. Uh, I think Braun. I want to give some respect to Braun. He's been moved with different partners and been playing really decently. And uh, don't think getting enough notice for that. Yeah, I think they said, like, uh, I remember a game or two into the season, he had, like, a few points. And, like, last year, I think he had six total. And it was like, yeah, he's halfway there, like two, three games into the year. He's got, like, five points right now. He's, He's producing more than he has in, like, five years. Uh, and it is, I think it's, it's, he's been that real dependable utility player. Like ultimately I think Justin Braun is a very nice penalty killer and third pair defenseman, but they've had uh, issues where they need to move him up and down in the lineup since he's gotten here. And he's basically always been able to, uh, to step up and adjust his game to whatever it needs to be. I think he is having a hell of a start to this season and it's, it's, I just feel good for the guy. Like people thought he was done. People thought he sucked when we got him, and uh, he's 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 been impressive. Just oh, as yeah, a, a true stay-at-home defenseman. Yeah, absolutely. And asking asking him to do all that he's doing, I really appreciate that we can hang in these games without Ryan Ellis and him being able to be versatile like that. And then I got one more thing, just. Something I saw on Twitter, I don't know if this is the space, because obviously the captain's off to a great season. People are talking about, since this is a uh, Olympic year, 
Do you think he's finally going to get the call? And do we want him to get the call, or would we rather him get the rest? I don't know if that's looking too far down the line, but no, no, it's a, it's a very it's a very interesting question because, um, man, like he's always deserved to be on that Olympic team. He's always kind of just been snubbed, and like it hasn't been fair to him. And you know, a couple of yeah, they've always had. Uh, was it Bowman? Has he been the GM for the American team for? the last two Olympics or no? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. And there was and the Taze like, and Kane years. They kind of, well, yeah, the first so, year we weren't eligible the last one. Yeah. So we'll see how that all works out, but it's, uh, and thanks a lot, Nick. It's been um, like, you know, team Canada constantly Crosby's buddies get to go and, let's face it. It's, it's fucking Canada. It's not like he plays for, it's not like Drew is Swiss. Like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of competition. 12 forwards, like you're picking all the best players in the league, basically. It's Team Canada. Uh, but he's always been deserving. He's always been that echelon player. Um, I would love to see him get the chance. But at the same time, shit, man, at this age, I would like to see him get off. And then, uh, and it's not like it's a ton of hockey. And it's not like it's the most physical hockey um, it's a different game, the Olympics, but it's still highly competitive. These guys love representing their countries. They go all out, and I would like to see the Flyers make a playoff run and Drew playing more games not in service of that. I don't see how it helps that goal, personally. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. I'll be happy for him either way. Uh, you know, if he makes it, good for him. If he doesn't, he gets some time to spend with his wife and kids. So that's cool. Chris, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. How's it going? How are you tonight? Hey, I'm good, man. Uh, can't complain. Um, speaking of Giroux, is it just me or is it two and a half years in the making? But uh, him on the right side on the power play didn't look horrible tonight. No, and they're uh, they're moving him around, and they have different looks. Like it's not just the exact same power play, but we move Giroux over to the right. Like they're doing different things. They're setting it up off the faceoffs differently, and uh, uh, they're running separate play. Okay, you know, there's no natural one time, uh, you know, cross ice one timer. So you know what we're gonna do? Not run those types of plays we're going to use things like the backboards like oh yeah jvr is left-handed so he doesn't work as well when Giroux's on the left side like you know simmons was right-handed so you had that perfect little pitch and catch well okay we're going to use the backboards to get the puck across the ice and then suddenly jvr is accepting his, a pass on his forehand coming from the right side from Sean Couturier. Like they're finally, it's taken all this time, but like, it's not just the exact same thing, but Giroux on the opposite side, they're moving him around and uh, running different sets out of it. And it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it's just one of those things. They keep going, throwing it against the wall. And finally, it's just kind of like, all right, maybe there's something to it, but I don't love it. But I mean, he's had a couple looks from there. Um, I think Lindblom has looked real good, but just seems a little snake bitten. Like he's doing all the things that you expect him to do. And I think he's probably going to be the biggest benefactor when Hayes comes back, whether he Hayes slots into the third line or they bump Broussard down, having somebody else to kind of carry some of the load on that line. 
um, and, and be a little bit more of a playmaker to help him out because he's, he's doing what he does, but this doesn't seem like he's getting, uh, getting rewarded for it yet. Yeah, absolutely. Lindblom has looked strong, especially the past couple games, I've thought. Uh, winning battles, being in the right place, doing the things that Lindblom does. I will say, like, you know, the year he got diagnosed with, uh, with cancer and he was on that incredible scoring pace, like, that was a surprise. It was always so much of what we saw out of Lindblom prior to that was exactly what I just said. Like, we'll win battles, gets play going in the, uh, in the offensive direction. Uh, is in the right place at the right time, just might not have the finishing touch uh, to be a 25-30 goal scorer. But, you know, he had that season, so we were all kind of looking for it. But as a bottom six forward right now, a a guy who's defensively responsible uh, can do so many little things for you. He looks like that type of player. And then, yeah, whether it's Broussard or, uh, Hayes comes back and is playing with him, whatever it is, having a playmaking center will absolutely help. I love Scott Lawton, but he is not the ideal 3C. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we praised uh, Risto, but the other half of that pair, Sandheim, I thought had a pretty strong game tonight too. He, They both look pretty good, and, and that's that's definitely positive. After after Sandheim's rough start to this season, these last few games, he has looked, uh, he, he's looked so much better, and that's that's really good to see because they don't – when Ellis is back, and, you know, I don't want to see a ton of Nick Sealer. He's, he's fine for what he is. He's an extra guy. Uh, but when Ellis is back, that second pair is kind of stuck as what it is because I don't see other options for Braun and uh, Braun and Yandel when the other four are in the lineup. You know, like Ellis Provorov, obviously, and then and then what do you do? Like I don't want Braun and Yandel playing a ton of minutes, so they're third pair guys. I like them as two veterans just out there to uh, handle those 16, 17 minutes a game. That leaves Ristolainen and Sanheim. They have to get it figured out, and it looks like they're starting to. Yep. Thanks, Bill. All right, you got it. Thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, get a couple more in here. Brian Hammond. Brian, you were live on the post game. Brian. Okay, sorry, Bill. I, I'm the guy with the mute button again. Um, all good, all good. Yeah, uh, thanks for doing the show. Love the late night games. Um, I feel like one of the great things about what's happening right now is I feel like normally the fact that they're down some big players like Hayes, they were missing Ellis a couple games. Uh, and we got a lot of new players getting into the mix. Usually I feel like those are the things we'd be saying to explain away some losses, a couple close losses. Uh, and instead they're four one and one. And I think that shows the value of this, the road trip and the start that they've had. I, I feel like it's, it's, kind of the inverse of what I'm used to. So there's a, a lot of optimism and I feel like there's a lot still to show. Uh, so instead of having to feel, instead of having to feel like we're making excuses and hoping to have some optimism, we're, we're actually still getting to experience the excitement and the happiness of having some wins and put the optimism on top of that. It's a, it's a nice kind of unfamiliar feeling. No, now it's, it's not like, Oh, if we can just, like when I saw that Hayes was going to miss the first eight, ten games of the season, whatever it was, I was like, all right, if they can just stay afloat. And then it's like, well, Ellis is dealing something. He's going to miss some time. It's like if they can just stay above water, you know, deal with this stuff. And now it's like, well, shit, when they get back, <laughs> what are we going to be? Like now it's 
bank these points, and then when they get back, are we are we actually like a really good team? It's way too early to tell that. Uh, but yeah, well, and I think, I think the with, fact with the goalies playing as well as they are, with the top guys playing as well as they are, it's not wrong to think like, hey man, with Ryan Ellis and Kevin Hayes, this could be like a really freaking good team. Yeah, and I think one of the things that's really encouraging right now too is it's not uh, sometimes you get a run at the beginning and you think like, well, is it sustainable? It's not as though they're playing perfect. It's not as though everything's going in their favor. There's there are plenty of uh, plenty of things to tighten up, plenty of things that you want to see, but like they look like a developing team with with upside, and and there's still some bullets left in the gun. That, like, that's I think as much as you could hope for right now, which is for me super exciting. No, it's absolutely exciting, and you're uh, you're totally right, Brian. Like as exciting as this start is, it's not like, Oh yeah, they're perfect. You know, they're winning every game, eight, nothing, all things, all, all systems go like, no, the breakout still looks like trash half the time. Uh, special teams could use, I mean, the penalty kill has been good uh, for the most part, but like they need to take fewer penalties. They just do. Uh, the power play has been decent, but inconsistent. Uh, there, there's plenty of things, you know, that have hampered this team for a couple of years that remain issues. Uh, it looks like the goaltending is working itself out and goaltending just washes away so many problems. Uh, but it is, it's exciting to see that they have something to build on here. All right. Uh, let's go to Johnny Dyer. Johnny, you were live on the post game. Yeah. There's the unmute. There you go. Got it. Ah, hey, what's up, Bill? How Dude. are you tonight, Johnny? I'm all right, man. Are you getting like time and a half or has your pay for staying up this late and watching like a two two to one squeak out victory? I'll have to I'll have to bring it up with Steph. Like, can this this can yeah, this, <laughs> this constitutes two days because I started yesterday right. and now it's today. So we might have to work something out <laughs> something out there. Everybody's made like a lot of great points. Aloha, I want to say hi, Aloha from Hawaii. But uh, oh, Hawaii, damn, we're yeah, just baby. all over the place. This is awesome. <laughs> the Everybody's made like awesome points, so like everything's covered while I'm sitting here listening and waiting. But nobody's talked about like about uh, is Luke Shen gonna be okay? Because his knuckles got bruised to hell, <laughs> beating the crap out of Mickey. <laughs> I, I thought they both they both looked like they got some shots in. Uh, Shen got the helmet off right away, which is you know uh, McEwen gets the penalty for grabbing the visor. But it really, it, it, and it really great veteran move. It looked like Shen uh, knocked that helmet off on purpose without making it look like he did it on purpose. And then McEwen kind of went for the helmet and gets the penalty. So great veteran move by Shen there. I thought it was a good scrap, but yeah, uh, Shen definitely got some some clean <laughs> some clean no helmet shots in on him. <laughs> and then like on a kind of a semi serious note, when was the last time you? felt like this team wasn't going to have to like claw to make the pl- not that they're not going to have to try to play hard to make the playoffs but like by this time for so many years they've they've been in the hole like deep in the hole they're like you know over you know just getting blown out and now they're you know they have a respectable record at the end of october they do. They're keeping pace. Yeah, it's you know uh, what Saturday is the is the thirtieth, the last game of the month, and they have a chance to have a one regulation loss opening month of the season. That would be huge. Like looking at looking at this division and the way the playoffs work. I talked about this on an er- earlier post game, but like 
with this playoff format, you're not fighting for seven or eight spots, you know, like uh, two division winners and then whoever after that. You're fighting for five spots. It's the division winner, the two next teams, and then two wild cards. Like, there's just not as many playoff spots with this format. It's going to be tough to get in. The fact that they're keeping pace and they're doing it uh, early in the season without their full lineup, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a good sign. Well, too early for uh, AV Coach of the Year talk? <laughs> I, <laughs> I you know, he's – no, it's uh, – listen, he's doing a good job. It was, you know, first year he looked incredible, and last year everyone wanted him gone, and the front office made the adjustments they needed, and he's got them working, and he's got them working right away. So it's – he's doing a good job. Right on. Thanks, Bill. All right. Catch you later. Yeah, thanks. Uh, appreciate it, Johnny. Uh, Nikki Hall, let's get to Nikki and then close it out. How are you tonight? Doing all right, doing all right. Um, I know that there are probably a handful of points that have already been as my computer falls over. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I definitely wanted. I honestly had to take a look. I just wanted to kind of acknowledge the little uh, Shen and McGo or McWen. How do you say his name? Is that how you say his name? McEwen. McEwen. Just seeing that scrap after they were like basically at each other's throats. They were just, and then McEwen was just like, all right, let's just fucking go. <laughs> oh my God. That, that, that alone was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was a good fight, man. Like those are two guys who were just, they were not trying to just grab on and get through it. They were trying to land shots and some of them got through. Oh my God. And I, I honestly, I, I honestly, Loki didn't expect that McEwen was literally going to pick Shen up and just throw him on the ice. was like, yeah, you know what? I had enough of you and just. Him to the- yeah, he just enough got through. He was like, you know what? Uh, this is a losing battle. I just got to get the takedown and get out of here. <laughs> oh man, definitely some entertainment. Um, also, kind of touch up a little bit more on the, you know, it's the oh hey, it's early. We're winning early. You know, we're doing real grades month of October. You know, it's definitely different look from years past. I can definitely say that for certain, but. That also being said, I don't want to get too comfortable because, like, we say this now, but we could hit a hole in the next, and, you know, knock on wood, we could hit a hole in the next two, three months, and we'll be like, well, we weren't like this in October. It's like, well, we kind of jumped the gun, and we're like, we think we're doing well, and then we're going to... I mean, I'm not saying that sums aren't going to happen. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to get too overconfident until, like, you know... You understand what I'm trying like you understand what I'm trying to like get at. No, absolutely. And I think I, I the idea that slumps are going to happen is what makes these games so important. Like right now, as we've gone over a bunch of times like without Hayes, without Ellis, mm. missing some guys, mm. not having, you know, all the chemistry all the way down yet with the new faces and everything. Banking these points now are huge. Like coming out of this month 500 mm. that would have sucked because you know slumps are going to happen at some point but you're just you're ahead of the game mm. uh when you when you get out to a fast start it's like how so many of their games have played out this year you score first you just have more leeway it's just mm. the game is going to break your way more often when you have that one two goal lead and the standings points are the same way mm-hmm I mean, yeah, for a while, at least for a few seasons, there were times where we would be up by a goal or tied tied at, like, second, third intermission, and we just have this monumental collapse, and it's just like, well, what the fuck happened? Like, 
But, you know, this year it's like, yeah, we're showing spurts of sloppiness. We're not a complete, completed, or we're not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. But, like, I'm expecting the turnovers are going to happen. I'm expecting that, you know, we're we're not going to be perfect. I, I mean, I don't expect us to be perfect, to be honest. But, like, you know, that if we can address the small things now, I think going forward, it, they're not going to be, you know, something that ends up biting us in the ass and we missed the playoffs by like two points. Not that I'd see that as a possible scenario, but it's just like, you know, we got to, Oh, that's the one thing I want to touch up and then I'll go, um, is, you know, we really going forward, we really have to stay disciplined because like granted the Canucks, you know, are the Canucks and, you know, we managed to hold them off going forward. Other teams aren't going to take it lightly when we have a parade of players going to the penalty box. Like we really got to learn to stay disciplined and limit the penalties and, you know, draw the penalties, not get them. No, 100%. Thanks, Nikki. The, the discipline and the amount of penalties they're taking has been an issue for this team uh, all year. It hasn't come back to hurt them yet, but as you just said, like, it's gonna at some point it will cost them a game. It, it, I believe, it, even though the penalty kill was good against Florida, uh, I, I think it cost them that game. Just in that, you know, that's seven penalties. That's fourteen minutes. You don't get you know time to attack. Uh, you're gonna need to attack at some point uh, for almost a whole period. You couldn't. That's not good. Uh, so yeah, staying out of the box is probably the number one thing through these first six games that they have to clean up. We've talked about the breakout a ton. They just need to use fewer attempts to get out of their own zone. I thought tonight, uh, even though in the first period, everything looked so crisp, uh, the passing was just off, the timing was just off. There are a million things for them to work on. The best part is they're winning, and that gives you – the ability to to coach up and also look at positives and everyone's not all just, Oh, we're fucking Oh, and six. Like, geez, like there's, I totally lost my train of thought there. Sorry. It's just, uh, you know, there's positives and negatives to take away from everything. And the fact that they're going to be able to work, work out what's ailing them and still have points in the standings to show for it. Um, it's, it's, going to help down the line. Like we keep saying, man, this division, this division is a pain in the ass. Playing in the Metro is no easy task. Making the playoffs is not going to be an easy thing. And to, to be able to do what they've done to this point, it's only six games, but winning four of them, having points in five of them, that's pretty huge. All right. That is it. That is all for me tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging. Thank you for hanging out. As I said at the beginning of the show, uh, there will be no post game on Saturday. It's uh, a 10 o'clock puck drop. It's the night before Halloween. You put it together. I'm going to a Halloween party. There will be no post game. Some of you might remember my attempt to do a post game a couple years ago at this same Halloween party. I was wearing a, uh, this back when they were on video, I was wearing a Ninja Turtles costume. Yeah, I won't be doing that again. And I'm just, no, it's not happening. All right, so that's it. So thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. We got the surprise coming tomorrow. It's uh, It'll be up in the afternoon. Recording time is around 1 o'clock. 
Uh, we got something good coming for you. So uh, stay tuned for that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed so you don't miss out on it. It's going to be really cool. All right, that's it. Um, I'm done. Time to watch The Sopranos and go to bed. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.